world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time <laughs> for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I, I, I love this show. i got to say that before we get rolling here. And I, uh, This show... Uh, show number, what is this? Oh, 1921. And if somebody were to figure that out, uh, divide that by whatever, five days a week times how I many 52 weeks in a year. I don't know. It's been what, almost six years. Is it longer than that? How long would it be? A long time I've been doing this, getting up every morning. And there's nothing that has transformed my own life more than this this podcast. And I, I appreciate you call, all coming in here every day. And the good thing is I know that your life has been, I know your life's been Transform too. I know that it has. And I can tell you this uh, without any hesitation. I've, I, me, I've learned more about Christianity, history, the, the mixing of the secular and the sacred. I've learned more about this just from research that I do every day trying to prepare to have a show that's not a rerun of something else, not the same story over and over. Now, my wife would say, well, honey, you talk about the same thing over and over. And I said, yes, because uh, repetition is the heart of learning. It's the heart of teaching over and over and over. You have to show them example over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm just uh, I'm just real proud of where we are because I know a lot of you guys have been, your lives have been changed too and the way that you look and uh, look at things and the, the, how active that you become. I got a, I got a call yesterday. It doesn't matter from from who, whomever, and uh, it was a really good guy. A good call, and uh, uh, they wanted the person wanted to know, Coach, was uh, that video that you showed about those groomers saying we're after your children? Was that yeah. true? Or was that fake? So I want everybody to, to know right now that. When I bring something here and I show it on this show, I've, I have vetted it pretty good. That doesn't mean I can't be tricked, but I've, I've vetted it pretty good. So if I show this to you, you can, you can, be, you can rest assured it's, it's probably legit. It probably is. And this person couldn't believe that the homosexual agenda was actually singing, we, we, uh, we're coming for your children, whatever. They couldn't, they couldn't believe it. See, we are we are so blind, as we spoke about yesterday, to the wiles of the devil, mm. to the of the devil. We don't we do not have an understanding of the depth of the evil that Satan is. And uh, by the way, we don't even really appreciate the goodness of God. If we really appreciated the goodness of God, and we went by Newton's law that for every action is an equal and opposite reaction, then ask yourself, if God is so unbelievably great and good, how deep and dark and evil must the other side be? And we don't get, we don't get it. And Amen. can I tell you something else? It's just as, uh, uh, this, this is, yeah, Dave, we don't fear God. We don't fear God. And do, could I tell you something? If the American Christian Church was as was as uh, 
intent or focused or purposeful in advancing the truths of the kingdom of God. We would bury the, the devil and his missions, but they're, they're, they're not. It is their life. They serve the devil. By the way, serving the devil, at the heart of serving the devil is serving self. They serve the devil 120 miles per hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And the average Christian has no clue, no understanding. And we go to church and we don't even hear anything at all, really, about the wiles of the devil. The Bible tells us that we're not to be ignorant of his devices. And we are terribly ignorant of his devices. We don't even understand for this purpose of the Son of God manifest that he would destroy the works of the devil. We don't even know what the works of the devil is. We think the works of the devil is you have financial problems or you, your knees hurting or your child. We don't, we, we got no concept of it. I do because, <clears throat> you, because of you guys. Stretched me every day knowing that if I come, I come in here, what I throw up on the screen, I ain't going to get by with it. I'm not going to get by with it. Some of you have to say, wait a minute, coach. Wait a minute. It says here. And I think that's good. And I think uh, if I were to ever start a church, this is what church would be. I'd come in. I'd sit down in a chair in the middle. And I'd say, okay, what do you want to talk about today? What's, what's going on that you see? And what is it that we need to do? Because isn't that what should be happening on Sunday morning gatherings? Sunday morning gatherings. Shouldn't we be coming to church on Saturday and getting marching orders for what we're going to do the next day, next week. Isn't it a collective group of people advancing a ball? It's a huddle. When I can walk out of a football huddle, we all run the same play. And then what do we do after that play is run? Why we go back and we huddle and we run another play. And that's what a football game is over and over and over and over and over. Football game isn't about the huddle. You don't go to a football game to watch the huddle. You go to a football game. To see what difference the huddle makes. They get in the huddle, they call a play, and they come out and they run it. And they say, wow, that was a good play. And ask yourself this. I'm not trying to criticize. I don't care, okay? Pastors that are listening out there, what's the last play your church ran? Not your sermon, not how good your sermon was and the great message you gave. What is the last play that you guys came together and huddled up on and left? And what do you say? I, uh Pro right, 26 power, on one, on one. Ready, break, go run it. Can you tell me that? Can you tell me out there, Pastor, the last play you ran? No, you know why? Because there's false unity in the church. If you called a play, some of the people wouldn't want to run that play. Somebody say amen. Somebody, they wouldn't like that call. They wouldn't like that. Amen. Amen. So the pastor isn't going to call a play. And you come to church on Sunday, and what does he do? Well, Jeff Klein has to go run his own play. Well, why does Jeff have to go run his own play? Because the pastor didn't call a play. So Jeff has to leave and go get a church in the garage and call his own play in the church in the garage. Are you anybody picking it up what I'm saying here? That that, that this is um, this has got to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's got to. Got to grieve him. It grieves me every day, every day. Got a lot to show you with you today. I did I did my Bridie on show yesterday, and I'm going to kind of do a replay of it because what we did yesterday on Bridie. Look, I don't like my Bridie on show. I said, Coach, what are you talking about? Well, I like the show, but 
I don't like the format of it because I think we get enough of people talking to us. We don't get enough interaction. And I don't get a chance on my Brideon show to take calls, to hear what the callers think about, to ask, see, what good, what good is it? If I'm, if I'm the pro in my church, what good is it if the people in the pew have questions and never get to ask them? They never get to ask them. So what I like about the queue here is sometimes a question comes up and they say, well, you know, I, re- I really don't know about that. And click Dale Socia's hand goes up and I say, well, you got to say, Dale. And then Dale Socia will tell us what he thinks about what we're talking about. Boom. Then Mark Trump's hand goes up. I'll say, yeah, but have, have you considered this? How the hell do you learn with one person standing in front and talking for 45 minutes? How do you possibly learn? If you Amen. are... If you are being taught and never given the opportunity to ask a question, how is that teaching? Boom. Then that doesn't function in any other. I don't. I don't know of any other. I don't. You sit in a schoolroom. Anybody have a question? Do you have any? Are you allowed to raise your hand and ask a question during your pastor's sermon? No. No, because it's a monologue. It's not a dialogue. And he has been trained. That's how you do church. And we've been trained. That's how we do church. So I want <clears throat> to, this is going to, I'm sorry, if you, if you watched Brideon yesterday, you can turn it off. You don't have to watch the rest. But I like it here because you guys get to ask questions. And here's how the Holy Spirit works. I might read a scripture. I might make a point about something. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to, why well, he speaks to Craig Mickle. And Craig Mickle says, well, coach, have you considered this? And his hand goes up. And yeah, Craig, what do you got? Coach, have you considered this? No, oh, folks, have you considered that in the multitude of many counselors is great wisdom? Have we have we considered that? And do you go to your church and the expert stands up in the pulpit and the rest of you are just little students eating off every word? Or really, telling the truth, can't wait for the service to get over to go watch the Browns. I'm just telling you the truth. So therefore, we have a form of godliness. We deny the power thereof. And the Bible says, from such people, turn away. Get away from those people who yap it and don't do it. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Faith without works is dead. So when you walk into your church this Sunday and the sermon's over, go up to your pastor as he's standing at the door greeting you and everybody. Tell him what a great sermon it was. Ask him, okay, pastor, what is it you would like us to do with what you told us today? And he will have no answer. Boom. Thanks, Vinny. It is a boom. It is a boom. And uh, I, I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest. Because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I'm going to try to take you through yesterday what I did on, on the Brideon show. And if you've already seen it, I apologize. Uh, I apologize if you've already seen it. But I think it's important that we understand what's going on. Right. So I want to. What is communism? Did you guys know that at the heart of communism? I wish I could take make this what I'm going to present here. I wish I could go to a thousand churches. And show you what I'm going to show you today. So that you understand what's going on. 
But the churches won't talk about it because why? They don't mix the secular and the sacred, okay? I'm going to give you a real quick run through here. All right? You guys ever heard of the communist goals? Do you, first of all, do you know that, do you, you know that, hang on, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. Pull up number five for me real quick, Spencer. Is it Hunt? I didn't see who it was this morning. Whoever's running the, whoever's running the boat board there. Pull up number five. <clears throat> this is Colossians 2, verses 6 through 8. I'm going to let you have some questions here, okay, real quickly. Just get, bear with me a second. As you have re- therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk you in him. Rooted, rooted, what does that mean? Grounded, plugged in, and built up in him. Established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil. He's talking about believers, folks. They're talking about believers who are grounded and rooted in Christ. And he says, you guys who are grounded and rooted in Christ, you beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the rudiment, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So it seems to me that we have Christ's way of doing it, and then we have the tradition of men and the rudiments of the world, and their way of doing it. And then Paul warns us here, fellas, be careful, they're going to spoil you through philosophy and vain. What's vain mean? empty, without purpose, without root, without structure, through what? Vain, not just deceit, vain deceit, fake stuff that looks like it's good and effective. Be careful, those of you who have been rooted and built up and established in the faith, be careful because there are going to be some guys going to come in, they're going to spoil you to philosophy, vain deceit, after the rudiments of the world and not after the rudiments of Christ. Okay, so what are the rudiments of the world? We'll pull that up there. Is it you, Jonathan? Who's in here today? I can't even see you. Doesn't matter. Spencer, pull it up, Spencer. Rudiment, a rudiment. After the rudiments of the world. Ask yourself this. Are we being trained in the rudiments of the world or in the rudiments of Christ? When you take your child and you put them in school, are you training them in the rudiments of the world or in the rudiments of Christ? A first principle or element is a rudiment, that which is to be first learned. The origin origin of anything that is first form. That's botany, germane, ovary, seed bud. Rudiments in natural history is also an imperfect organ. A rudiment, friends, is the primary discussion. The rudiments, this is the way football is played. Offense, defense, positions, these. And unfortunately, we're supposed to be operating by the rudiments, the first principles of the Lord and not of the world. This ties in with... uh, Jude, where evil men have crept in unaware, and they change the truth of God into a lie, and they're giving us the rudiments of the world. And we're spending our tax dollars giving it to the government, and they're teaching children the rudiments of the world. Do you see it? Do you see it? Why was it so important for them to gain control of education? 
Why was that such a goal? To get con- get control of the schools. Why is it that everybody in, I live in Lakewood Local School District, and every child here has to go to Lakewood? Why? Why can't I go to Sheridan? Why can't I go to Newark? Why can't I stay home and teach my kids? Why do I have to pay money to keep that monstrosity of a school open down there? Because, folks, the devil is giving us the rudiments of the world. They're teaching your kids in schools things that you don't even believe and things that aren't even true. Boom. Boom. Thanks for the boom. Thanks for the boom. I'm trying to connect for you what's going on, okay? So in 1963, they read into the congressional record. This will be a rewind for some of you, but not for all of you, okay? They read into the congressional record the goals, 1963, 45 communist goals. And I want to ask yourself this before we go any further. Pull on up there, Spencer. Have you ever heard this, any of this in your church? I'm going to wait. Anybody ever heard, has anybody ever stood in your pulpit and explained to you how we're losing our government and that it's our importance that we have got to overcome the rudiments of the world? We can't teach our children the rudiments of the world. And by the way, here's what the devil's doing, and here are the rudiments of the world. Because at the heart of communism is atheism. Atheism. Atheism is the foundation upon which communism is built. Atheism is communism, meaning man is the end of all things. Secularism, atheism, socialism. You with me? So this was read, the 45 communist goals 58 years ago. I'm going to run down through these quickly because I promise you, you will never hear this in your church unless you go to Pastor Ernie Sanders' church. Then you might hear it there. you never hear it. Now, I challenge you out there, the good pastors out there, the Tom Gills and the and the uh, Dale Socias and the Clint Harpers, and I could go on. I challenge you guys. Are you, how about a sermon on this? How about a sermon on this so your people are not destroyed for lack of knowledge? They don't understand what's going on. They think the schools are good. They think the government's good. So in 1963, they read into the congressional record what they were going to do. Hey, folks, this is a historic record. This isn't something I found laying in somebody's closet. Go back to the top so so you know that. I Listen, I don't bring stuff here. It ain't true. I just don't do it. There it is. Communist schools 58 years ago, read in the congressional record. Now we got critical race theory, BLM, got all this stuff, right? But they read this in there. Oh, yeah. Here they were, 45 communist schools read into the congressional record by Albert Herlong, 1963s. And so socialism is the bridge between capitalism and communism. And by the way, we have a socialist government. We have a socialist. Hey, what did I say? VA, go to the VA. Well, who pays for your medical bills? The government. Well, who's the government? Me. I just got my tax bill. I owe like a, a, our property tax, $2,300 to the schools. I got to pay $2,300 to the schools, right? Why? Because we have socialism. We have socialism. We think we're free. So here, here are the goals of the Communist Party. Hang on. Capture one or both of the political parties. I did this yesterday on my show. Maybe you can do it for me, Myra. Can you do a check? Vinny, somebody, will you say check? Huh? Have they, if they've been successful at this, they told us in 1963 they were going to do that. While our pastors were being taught in churches not to mix religion and politics. 
The communists, the atheistic God-haters told us exactly what they were going to do. And the average person sitting in the pew ain't got no clue. Number one, they want to capture one or both of the political parties. Is that a check? Check. Check. Get, get control of the schools and the teachers' associations and soften the curriculum. Check. Gain, contr- gain control of all student newspapers. Check. Check. Infiltrate the press. Check. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and pictures. Check. Check. Eliminate all, eliminate all laws governing. By the way, folks, this is atheism. This is atheism. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and press. Check. Check. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in the media. Check. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Check. Eliminate eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation between church and state. Check. Check. Discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate and old-fashioned. Check. Check. Discredit the American founding fathers as selfish aristocrats and racists. Check. Belittle American culture and discourage the teaching of American history. Check. Discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. Check. Double check. Infiltrate and gain control of big business and unions. Check. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the political, from the police to children's services, social check. agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as mental health or social. Certainly not demonic. Huh? No, 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 not that. No, no, no. Discredit the family, 16, as an institution incurring promiscuity and easy divorce. Check. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influences of their parents. Check. Repeal the Connolly Reservation, allowing the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. Check. Check. Okay, so that's only 18 of the 45. <laughs> but there they are, and we can check every one of them. All right? Put this in the chat because people aren't going to believe it. They're not going to. Look, I vet it before I bring it, okay? I vet it. Now, we while the church was hiding... <laughs> Oh, or Rick Warren and those guys were building these huge, huge nationwide ministries built on gobbledygook. They're the other one. Do you, do you want to uh, go on? There, they're off. Continue discrediting American culture. They're, they're down there. Stay right there. Stay right there. Use uh, 19, use student rights to foment public protests against programs. Huh? Check, Vinny. 20, infiltrate the press, get control of book review assignments, check. Gain control of key positions, we said that. Continue discrediting American culture, degrading. Uh, Eliminate all laws governing obscenity. Break down cultural standards of morality. All the 45 of them are there, all right? They're all there, okay? uh, I've heard a sermon on this. Yes, I'll wait. No such thing. Anybody ever heard a sermon on this? Bible tells us that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I'm going to make another connection and I'm going to open it up because I love give and take. Okay. Folks make me feel good here. Make me feel good. Say coach. I never heard any of this. Say me. Say it. Me. I've never heard any of this. No way. Me. Christians. Huh? People destroyed for a lock and all. You never knew, never heard any of this. Well, you sitting down. Are you sitting, huh? You didn't, they didn't talk about this in your in your uh, uh, what's, what's a charismatic church. You didn't talk about this. They didn't, huh? They didn't. Your Presbyterian church, your Lutheran church. Pastor Billy Bob didn't get up there and tell you what's going on. No, no, he said no. No, there's a rapture coming. We got to get out of here. There's a rapture coming. 
Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or by the way, 50 day ways to get rich. He'll t- give you a sermon on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll, he may even give you a sermon on how to handle ra- uh, unruly children as you send them to public schools. You don't have to say amen. I'm just punching you in the nose. Right. Boom. You, your children are unruly and you can't figure out why. Because you send them for eight hours a day to indoctrination centers, which was one of the number one goals that the communists had. We got to get control of the kids in the education. That's right. All right. You ready? You guys heard of Barack Obama? He's still president of the United States, by the way. Barack Obama is still acting as president of the United States. His entire team are still running America. Boom. Huh? He's a communist Muslim freak. All right? Still in control. Still in control. Yeah. Yeah. He is. So then Obama and Hillary Clinton shared the same mentor. A guy by the name of Saul Alinsky. See if you can pull up for me real quick, Spencer. Rules for Radicals, the book. Rules for Radicals. When Saul Alinsky died in 1971, I think, he wrote the book a little bit before that, Rules for Radicals. And it is the playbook to the communist agenda of how to enforce and invade the communist agenda. Rules for radicals. And the, in the beginning of it, he, he gives that tip of the hat cap to Satan. He does. And Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were acolytes of Saul Alinsky. They're called Alinskyites. Didn't know that, didn't you? You didn't hear that from Pastor Timmy Toes? He didn't, didn't let you know that? Well, why would you want to know that, Coach? We don't mix the secular and the sacred here. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that, Coach. We're going to let them, we're going to let them, uh, we're going to let them teach our children about cutting their dingers off. We're going we're gonna to do that, Coach, because the rapture's coming. We'll be out of here soon. It's going to get worse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It drives me stinking crazy. So here they are, Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. And here is how they did what they have done. Somebody help me out a minute. Why do our people perish? Why do our people I don't know if Coach Norm's out there, Coach Mark High, or any old football coach out there. You guys ever do scouting reports? You ever do a scouting report on what the enemy's going to do? Could we have a military engage in war if we didn't have scouts? Did you know that during the Civil War they used air balloons so they could get guys up in the air so they could stand high and look low and see where the where the troops were deployed? Because information is critical in any war. What is your opponent doing? What's their, what are they planning to do? And they told Amen. us. They Amen. told us. And the church won't even talk about it. Christians don't even know. So Saul Linsky, who dedicated his book to Satan, trained Obama and Hillary. He didn't personally train them. Maybe Hillary did. But they sat at his feet, read his stuff. Okay, you ready? Here's how they brought communists to, to communism to us. Here we go. Number one, scrolling down, scrolling down. I'm going to open it up, I promise. Here's his rules for radicals. Number one. Power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. Why mm. do you think they arrested all those J6ers? Why do you think they did it? Intimidation. So you will be afraid, very, very afraid, right? So we are afraid of the government because of the power we think they have. They don't have it. They don't have it. Number two, 
Never go outside the expertise of your people. I used this as an illustration before. Whenever I go to, uh, when we would go to the streets, go to the abortion clinics, go to gay pride parade, somebody would come up and they, invariably they would say, oh, you follow the Bible. Uh, do, you, uh, do you eat uh, seafood? Do you eat crawfish? Do you eat shrimp? Do you, huh? do you wear mixed clothing? That's, that's all in, in Deuteronomy, in Leviticus. And you know what I'd say? Well, I'd, first of all, I'd think, damn, they got me. They got me. But I wouldn't do that. I'd say, well, you know, let me check on that, you know? That's interesting that I would bring that up. But I do know this, that sex between men and men, that's an abomination. It says that in the Bible. And so what I try to do when I get in a debate with somebody, I don't go and argue on their turf. I say, well, let me check this out. But let me tell you what I do know. Let me tell you what I do know. Ever since we took God out of the schools, our our country's gone crazy in regards to morality. I know that. You can see that, can't you, sir? Put them on the defensive. We don't even know how to do it. Because why? As Jeff Nell would say, we're not trained in righteousness. We don't understand. Because they're giving us all kinds of malarkey in our churches. When the war is raging outside the church and you walk there, walk away from there and you are an unarmed man when you walk away from your church. Why? Because you ain't got no scouting report on the enemy. Number three, whenever possible, go outside the expertise of the enemy. Mm. Mm. Ask you questions that you don't know how to answer. And so you just stay in the corner and cower because you don't want to look like you're being embarrassed because you couldn't. Make a defense. Number four, make the enemy live up to its own book of rules. Oh, Coach Dave, huh? You're supposed to love your brothers. Isn't that the Bible says, Coach Dave? You're not supposed to judge, Coach Dave. Look at you. You're out here judging. God is love, Coach Dave. You're showing, hey, you understand, huh? But they, they try to shut us up by making us live up to our set of rules, and we don't make them live up to any set of rules. They know the Bible better than you. And? Number five. Oh, this is, uh, boy. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. Mm. There's no defense for ridicule. If somebody says to me, Coach Dave, you would get around a lot better if you got rid of that gut hanging over your belly. I got no defense. Right? If they say to me, oh, yeah, well, look at you. Your kids turned out pretty good. That Bible must be really, really helpful. I got no defense. Ridicule is their most potent weapon. What do they do? They call you bigot, homophobe, God hate it, right? Right? Do you get this? Do you get this? Have you heard that? Have you heard a sermon on this? I should be traveling America every Sunday giving this. Number six. A good tactic is one your people enjoy. Oh, you mean like Antifa putting masks on and showing up and burning down buildings? You mean they have fun doing that? Would they enjoy it so they get a big crowd? Oh, I know what. Our side enjoys going to meetings and sitting and hearing lectures and doing praise and worship. That's what we love. The enemy's out there eating our children, and we're at praying for the Lord to protect them. Huh? 
Don't tempt the Lord your God. Well, it's good, isn't it? Huh? It's good. Number seven, the tactic that drags on too long becomes, folks, remember Saul Alinsky telling people how to advance communism, how to undermine American exceptionalism. That's what he's telling them. The tactic that drags on too long becomes a drag. They don't continue running the same play. Or they move to a different place and run the same play. But they don't stay there and do it over and over and over. And I said to Jeff Klein yesterday, who I love what he's everything that he does, Jeff, we run the same play over and over. We have got to come up with a strategy. There's going to be a gay pride next June. We ought to be developing a strategy right now to neuter that in the future, not show up after they've all gathered. I'm not making fun of Jeff. God bless him. We got to change our strategies. Number eight. Amen. Keep the pressure on. Never let up. Hmm? Homophobe, homophobe, bigot, 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 racist, racist, racist. They never let up. And after a while, you don't want to be ridiculed, so you go silent. Coach Dave, show them love, Coach Dave. Show them the love of the Lord. No, I'm not. These are God's sworn enemies, friends. They're after our children. Number nine, boy, oh boy, scouting report. So I'll be taught in every pulpit in America. Oh my goodness, the threat is usually more terrifying than the thing itself. They scare you into taking a shot, to taking a jab, to social distancing. And if you don't do this, you're going to die. And they control you because you're fearful of the threat. And the reality of it never, ever happened. Oh, my goodness. Put this in the chat. Next one, number 10. If you push hard enough, if you push a negative hard enough, it will push through and become a positive. Violence from the other side can win the public to your side. Folks, do you see what they did at 911? I'm sorry, at uh, January 6th. They did violence, and it became a positive for them. You get, you see it? They broke windows. They threw things. They did, they did it. And now they use that against us. See, see, see? Mm. Unions use this tactic. Peaceful demonstrations during the heyday of unions in the mid-20th century incurred management's wrath, often in the form of violence, that eventually brought public We felt, do you, do you get this? They are teaching us to feel sympathy for the Capitol Police who violated our rights. They get all the sympathy. They murdered Roseanne Boyland. They murdered. They murdered them. And they flipped it on there and said, well, they deserved it. They deserved it. Number 11. Price of a sex. The price of a good attack is a constructive alternative. In other words, when they stop this play, you run the other play. Do we have any other? I'm, I, I love Jeff Klein. Just I'm just saying. Uh, do we have any other play, uh, Glenn? And not just Jeff. I'm not picking on Jeff. Clay. Do we have any other play other than just going and showing up at meetings? Do we have any other play? Is that the only play we run? Another school board meeting. Here comes Jeff. Here comes Jeff. Another school board meeting. Do we have another play like we're running today and tomorrow and then and all week, getting ready for next week's? No, we don't do that. Hmm. And rule twelve. 
pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it. Can you guys say Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. Pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, and then turn everybody against it. It's the three eyes. Isolate, uh, mobilize, emulate. So now you've got the, the communist goals, and then you got Saul, Saul Alinsky telling you how to do it. And who was tall, Saul Alinsky's two biggest acolytes? Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. And then you ask yourself this. Where did Barack Obama come from? I don't, no, no, no. I don't mean where was he born? Does he have a birth? That's what I'm talking about. I'm, no, no. It's, who elevated him? Who created him? Who created and elevated Barack Obama from some community organizer, which, by the way, is communism, a community organizer who goes around, stirs up strife? Who elevated him in a matter of 10 years from a community organizer to the president of the United States, still in control of the American government behind the scenes? Bill Ayers. Mm, Bill Ayers. Because they're in my, oh, my money. Okay. There's a lesson. There is a lesson. And I would tell any of you out there, put these links in there and take it, Glenn, take it to your pastor and ask him if he'll do that. Hey, Glenn, maybe I'll do that when I come and speak. Maybe this will be the lesson that I'll teach when I get the chance to come and speak to that group. Maybe I will. Dale, come on in. That that right there is just like information overload in a, in a little pamphlet. And yes, guess what? I've had that pamphlet on my missionary table at the church to to educate the people. But here, brother, here's the thing, brother, is that knowledge is learned. Wisdom is the application. And brother, the problem that we're really lacking is not, not this information. We, we got the knowledge. It's been taught in the locker room. The coach got in there. He did the X's and O's. It's on the board and everything. And guess what? All right, boys, time to go home. Everybody take a shower because we've got all the information, but we did not step on that field because if we do, if one steps on the field, brother, one stone will break the dam. That truly is a biblical understanding of what David did. All the information was there. They knew who he was. They knew it was a Philistine. They knew this was uncircumcised. They knew these were the enemies of God, but nobody wanted to step on the playing field and make a play. And when David did, what does it say? Then courage entered into the armies of the Lord, and they pursued the Philistines and struck them down. Now, coach, here's another thing. We're doing a church night out. No, it's not movie night. No, we're not doing a pool night, although we are. We're, we're going to the school board. Yep, we're, we're going to oh. church night out We're because that's what we're going to do. We're going to hit them right, at, right in the mouth right at the beginning of the school year. You are so judgmental. You guys are not sharing the love of Jesus, Dale. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I am biblically balanced. Amen. You get it, folks? Do you think other churches are going to fall in line and go, Dale? Think they will? No, no. Because why? They've been, we just showed you why. What, what, what are those guys learning in cemetery? What the heck? I, I don't know. This sounds arrogant, maybe. I'm pretty good on the application of the Bible. I never, I never been to seminary. I've never been. Oh, I may not be real good in the hermeneutics. I may not be able to recite out for you who uh, the genealogies. I'm, I may not be able to do all that stuff. But as far as the the purposeful, technical application of the gospel to the kingdom, to the world, I think I'm pretty good at that. 
I didn't go to no seminary. Jeff, come on in. Yeah, several things here. Uh, my older brother went to the same high school as Hillary Clinton. She was in the yearbook, and she was all over the place except for the debate. She, oh, wow, she's a fanatic. Even my brother himself, he fell for a Solinsky rules of radicals. She's a minion of the devil. She's been a minion of the devil right. forever. Right, second, second, you have to be prepared um, and understand there's there's tactics of jamming and just try to throw you off the subject as you explain the rules were radicals there. Here's, here's a good example. Well, the word homosexual was not in the Bible. Of course it wasn't because it wasn't created to the year 1869 by a German psychiatrist. Of course it wasn't. So you have ways to retaliate against their jamming. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. But again, right. folks, listen, this is critical. Sorry, Jeff, this is critical. You See, here's if, if you watch politicians, friends, when they ask a politician a question, he rarely answers the question. He he gives an answer, but it's not an answer to the question. Do you, under, do you understand that? They are very good at parrying, meaning fighting off the question that was asked. And we listen to it, and the next thing you know, they're talking about something entirely different. They're masters at doing that. Because why? They're deceivers at heart. Deceivers at heart. Didn't mean to cut you off, Jeff. George, come on in. Wake up, George. Dave Allison, while George is getting his phone figured out. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Last night I went to a meeting in Port Huron, and there's a guy by the name of Shane Hernandez. He was the, he was the running mate for Tudor Dixon as the lieutenant governor of Michigan, and he's got this political activist group in Port Huron. And it's supposed to be. It's it's actually the good news is it's held in church. The church allows them to have that. That's good. But anyways, Coach, I'm telling you. I went there last night, and so he's he's got this whiteboard, and he's writing down. He says, okay, what's some key uh, principles of our movement? What are we going to do? And, uh, well, we're going to love people. We're going to be, you know, charity, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff, and he's writing all this stuff down. Well, here comes Dave Allison. I said, you're missing one key element on that board. I want you to write this down. I said, you need to write hate down there. Boy, you ought to see in that room. Boy, you ought to see the evil looks I got in that room. <laughs> Hate. I said, see, Sean, I seen that deer in the headlight looks in your face because you've been told don't touch that word. But God said he hates these things. And until, so, Coach, what does Jesus say? If, if I live in you, what are all men going to do to you? They're going to hate you. Hate me, yes. So what do we do to the enemy? The, the devil says, Guess what, kids? Because I live in you, those Christians are going to, uh, they're going to love you. Yeah, amen. Amen. So see the see the, the economy there? We can't understand that we need to learn to hate evil. And it, until we get that down in our hearts, because my opinion is love and evil lives in the same house. Amen. You know, and so that's really important. One last hate, thing, Coach. I'm good. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So Hate Spencer, is a good thing. Hate is a good thing. Exactly. If, if used in the right context, it's, it's good, right? That's not all hate's good, but they're in the user. So, Spencer, I want you to pull up Matthew 5, 13. Okay, hang on a Coach, second. Because well, Just a second. Because okay. not all love is a good thing, folks. Sure. Not all hate is a good thing, and not all love is a good thing, right? We're not supposed to love the things the Lord hates. Go ahead, Dave. 
Yeah, so Coach, have you read the scripture before, Matthew 5, 13? Does that ring a bell? Uh, uh, yeah, sure does. Yes, it does. You're the have salt you, of the yes. earth. So if the salt loses its seed, right? No, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say it. See, you misquoted it. Man has changed the word. But if the salt has lost, what does that say there? His. His. Whose savor? We got, we're got to do the smell test and the taste mm. test. And we don't smell or taste like the real salt mm. because we don't have his savor. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, we don't have his savor, do we? Thanks Thank for letting you. me share that. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. George, can you get in here? Yeah, sorry, Coach. I didn't have my microphone turned That's on. That's all right. You don't have to explain it. That's okay. All right. Anybody, ain't nobody standing down. You said they're eating our child. Our chi they're eating our children. Yes. Okay, Coach. I put it in the chat a, little, a while back here. They are eating our children. And guess who it is? Hillary Clinton. All of Hollywood, and they're alive. I'm talking about 13 uh, police officers. New York police officers saw it. Nine of them are dead now. They all got sick and had have counseling be careful when you watch it don't have children or women in the room i don't mean the women are here but i'm just saying your wife don't have them in the room i put it in there it's disgusting all right thanks man hey listen listen folks and and this is directed at george because this is important george to hear this and i want everybody else to hear this right it's the parable of the sower all right if you read the parable of the sower, the sower threw the seed and kept moving. He didn't come back and water it. He didn't come back and pound it down into the ground. He threw the truth out, and then he moved on. And he threw out some more, and it moved on. And he threw out some more, and he moved on. And what we want to do is we want to double back and throw salt on it again, or throw seed on it again says, no, share it and move on. Some will get it, some won't. Folks, listen to me. Stop trying to convince people of the gospel and simply share it and move on. Um. Share the truth and move on. Don't make it your job to pound the truth into the minds that aren't open. Stop it. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can. Jack McCarthy. Come on in, Jack. Yeah, two, two quick things, Coach. Earlier you asked uh, about your pastor when you're leaving church. Uh, what, what do we do? And every, one of, every pastor, if he's any good at all, has an answer for everything, right or wrong. And he's going to say, well, bring three people to church next yep, week. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. Okay. The other, the other point is, when we do the camp constitution things, Hal Shirtliff has this little quiz that he hands out people that are knowledgeable. And there's 10, 10 questions on it. One of them is part of the Mar Marxist communist manifesto and 80% plus people think that's in the constitution. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's, and that, but that's a good way to get things going because you can show people that they've been deceived. Can I, Jack, that, that one simple thing. Jack, look, this is important for folks. You've got to understand. The pastors do not know what I just shared. They don't know it. Do you understand that? 
They don't know it. They can't share it. They don't know it. Right? Now, I'm going to tip the cap to Glenn and uh, Glenn Claremont because he's been trying to get me to, well, at his own church, he's been trying to get them to teach classes on the culture. And he's actually made some progress. And they actually had their first class the other night. They actually did it. And Glenn's got me scheduled to come in on a Saturday, actually come in on a Saturday. Maybe this is what I'll teach the men so they understand what's going on. Because until we understand, we're not going to understand how the soul has to be applied. We don't get it. We don't get it. Laura Ann, come in. Then my Fundamental. Fundamentals. 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 Um, good morning. There's a couple things running through my head. And I still keep hearing God's children are not for sale. And when Mary sat underneath Jesus' feet, she was being discipled by Jesus in a room full of the people that, that were in church that sat there and judged her. So the question that I'm presenting is who do you want to be discipled for? Because when you go into church and you sit in your pew, you're sitting and the, and the pastor is raised up on that stage. Are you being like Mary and want to be discipled by Jesus? Because this person is, is hearing from the Holy Spirit. Or do you want to hear from Satan and the man that's just, just a wolf in sheep's clothing? Mm-hmm. You know, who, who do you want to, who do you want to be discipled by? Hey, Laura Ann, would, would Jesus Christ, if he were here today, would he go oppose Drag Queen Story Hour? He'd be the, right there. He'd be right there, wouldn't he? He would be. And and the thing is, is like when, when Jesus was presented with that coin, there's so much there's so much to it. Give to Caesar what is due to Caesar and give to God what is due to God. It goes back to my opening statement. God's children are not for sale. Amen. They're not to be eaten. And, and, and how are you being eaten when you go into the church and you are paying that pastor to deceive you? So when you're tithing, you're actually paying them. So instead of, instead of like, and this is, this is just an example. So, you know, don't shoot the messenger here, but so instead of, why don't you tithe here? Because you're getting the truth here. You're being discipled here at past assault ministries, right? You have a group of like-minded people that will feed into you and that will literally take the time to pray for you. Not just say, oh yeah, would you pray for me and go, and you and and not tie to some false place that's feeding you a lie, and you you getting a drive-through McDonald's thing that's leading you straight to hell, instead of coming to like here past the salt and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna tithe here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. donate here because I I am getting because this is the truth. So you're trading on the right trading floor and goes back to the other scripture verse. Give to Caesar what is due to Caesar and give to God what is due to God. Because you're giving back to Caesar in these churches that are that are government-minded churches. Uh, <laughs> you're giving back to the government. Do you not understand that? All under a 501c3. You're giving back to the government to deceive you, to lie to you, and to lead you straight to hell all in the name of Jesus. Their false Jesus. Sorry. No, by the way, me, I don't believe in tithing. I believe in giving. And I, I don't believe in giving 10% of my income to the church. I believe in giving 10% of my income around. Are you doing Hallelujah. that? Huh? Don't tithe here. Don't give me 10% of your income. 
but you could throw 20 bucks this way, couldn't you? I mean, come on here. Come on. You don't go to McDonald's and want it free. Myra, come on in. Yes, Coach. Um, the Brighton show uh, yesterday was a boom. Thank um, you. It is written, uh, John 14, 5 to 6. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I'm the, way. the truth, and the life. Huh? No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm the truth. What do you mean you don't know the way? I'm the way. <laughs> Come on. I'm the way. Why don't we teach this? Why don't we teach this? Why? Because why? Evil men crept in unaware and they changed the truth of God into a lie. We should serve the person rather than God. We serve ourselves. We're taught in church to serve yourself. You come to get fed. Come on. Clay popped in there. He hadn't been in yet. Come on in, Clay. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's fine stuff. And uh, you were talking about the this being taught in other churches. It ought to be taught in the big mega churches. And the, the mega churches has got the funding to fight court battles. But you see what happened to Pastor Tony Spill when he was fighting that court battle. His mega church didn't show up. You had more people out of this congregation show up. Yep. To defend Tony Spell than anybody in the mega church. That's why That's they're right. not speaking up. That's right. <laughs> their their people, their people will only fund through tithes, and that's it. They don't have no skin in the game. That's right. They pay the pastor to do it, and he don't do it. They pay the pastor, and then he hires a bunch of help, and they don't do it. They do a bunch of programs. It's like having a weightlifting program. I got the world's best coach norm. Tom Gale's got the world's best weightlifting program. But, dude, if you don't show up and exercise it, if you don't come and work the program, you ain't going to get stronger. You don't get stronger through osmosis. The devil doesn't go away just because you want him to. You got to push him. Wow. Dale and Jack. First, I just want to clarify, in Tony Spell's defense on that day, you know and I know, they had a bus load of people coming down, and that bus broke down on the side of the road. And their people have stood with them. When, that, when, they, when they arrested him and put him on a house arrest, it was the men who lined up from that house all the way to the church, and they lined up, and they dared the police to try to break that line. But, Coach, I want to go back to – <laughs> go ahead. Hey, my, coach. My wife, I'm sorry. My wife came down with her phone. I'm getting feedback. Turn the volume down. Show me that, Michelle. Go ahead, Dale. I'm sorry. Coach, what we need to do, let's go back to that Hosea 4-6 because it doesn't end with just my people perish for lack of knowledge. Go ahead. It says this. It says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not, Not perish. Listen, destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law, forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Coach, there it is. There it is. They're not his children. He mm. says, I will forget your wow. children. And brother, that's exactly what we're seeing transpire before our eyes. Amen. Amen. Hey, we have to pray here a second. Hang on, Jack. Just got a text. My wife got a text. I won't tell you, her name is Sherry. 
She, good morning. Uh, please cover me in prayer. She's a follower here. I made a comment at our city government post about the pride celebration, asking about a celebration for traditional families. That set off a firestorm. Today I got to work and there was a message from the president of the Clark County Board of Health. I've been called into the principal's office. Praise the Lord. We cover Sherry right now, Lord. Thank you. We thank you that there's no weapon formed against her that shall prosper, Lord. And every time rising in judgment against her shall be condemned. We thank you for her prophetic voice, Lord. Don't let it fall on deaf ears in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jack. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. She's been called to the battlefield. About that, huh? No, but she she showed up and fired a shot, and the guy on on top of her, you're not allowed to fire those shots. (laughs) Not allowed to fight back here. You work for us. Don't fight back here. That sounds like a Goliath calling David out onto the battlefield now. Oh, you're the big boss? All right, here we go. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Come on in, Jack. To to, to, a exemplify the point you made earlier you asked if jesus would have showed up at the drag queen story hour well absolutely but what would the headline read jesus attends drag queen story hour (laughs) hey by the way jesus shows up every time jeff klein goes because he's inside of us right every time you go jesus shows up rochelle Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, great topic. You cover so much. I have a, a booklet that I wrote, and it goes over a lot of the info on the 45 goals, the Communist Manifesto. I know you can't see the cover, but let me just tell you the pictures on the front, because this is what it deals with. I've got a little baby here with a barcode on its forehead, and it looks like it's in jail. And then I've got the um, modern-day Baphomet with the young children looking adoringly up at him. I've got the fake times with lies, lies, lies across the headline. Um, a college education, which is a picture of a bunch of money and a graduation hat on top of it. Then endless war, AI, and a vulture feeding endless pharmaceuticals to a dying patient. And it's titled Devices of a Worthy Adversary. I've already sent this to Coach. He's seen it. So... I'm going to leave a link. This is a free resource. Um, I have hard copies if people want them, but you can download them now for free from your computer. I'll leave the link in the chat. It's got the Communist Manifesto, all, all that stuff you're talking on, Coach Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rochelle. I just heard from the Holy Spirit, by the way. Just heard. Here's what I want some of you to do. I want you to, I want you to share this video with your pastor, whoever, whoever is an, whatever that would be. I don't know who that is. Person of influence. I want you to be a thorn in the shoe and call back and say, have you watched it yet? 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 Until you get them to watch it. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And then say to them, could we have coach come in and teach this to our congregation? That's pretty simple, isn't it? That's pretty simple. And George, instead of blasting it out to 800 people, which is all good, pick a target. Didn't we just read that? Didn't we just read that in Saul Linsky's pick the target? Who who are you going to bring pressure on and be don't let up? Pastor, 
Pastor, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet, Pastor? Have you watched it yet, Pastor? What did you think, Pastor? Don't you think our congregation, I can get Coach Dave to come in. Would you like him to come? Don't let up. Folks, we, we have got to get this truth to the people on our team. If we don't get a scouting report on what the other team has done to us, we're never going to understand. And that's how they play the game. That's how they play the game, right? Cool. That's from the Holy Spirit. I'll, I'll come. No, I don't charge millions of dollars. No, I'll come. Pay my expenses. Take a love offering. I'll come. Teach it. Teach it. I'll teach it Saturday night. I'll teach it Sunday morning. I'll teach it Sunday night. I'll do it. I'll do it. We have got to awaken the pulpits and the Christians to what's going on around us. God bless Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. We'll see you tomorrow.